How's it going, folks? How's it going? I'm Brother Matthew, and this is Christian Coffee Time, where we sit down together to study the Word of God. And what I would like to do in this study is take a look at the topic of justification. Now, there's so many different angles and arguments we can bring into this one. There's a ton of different things that people bring up regarding this topic. But what I want to do is just present just what does the Word of God flat out have to say on this? I'm not going to go into creeds and catechisms and commentaries and councils. I'm just going to be using pure Bible alone, using Scripture alone on this topic because Happy Reformation Day. So, Happy Reformation Day. So, what a better topic than to talk about justification by faith alone on this day. So, this day where Martin Luther nailed the theses on the door, we're going to, going to uh, attack the Catholic doctrines of justification by works and indulgences and all the rest of it. And we're going to be taking a look at what the Bible flat out says alone on the topic of justification. So, there you go. This is awesome. Yes, I know this is awesome sweater. I love it. It was a gift for my parents. And I absolutely love it. It says Jesus down the sides and it has a whole ton of uh, the names of Christ all down the back. I absolutely love it. All right. So grab your Bibles, notepads and pens and take your Bibles and turn with me to Isaiah chapter 53. So we're going to talk about the topic of justification starting in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. So we're going to look, take a look at this. Now, what does justification mean? If we could really simplify this and just see, uh, you know, just very easily for the, for the layman, you know, what does justification mean? Well, an easy way to remember is justified just as if I've never sinned. So what justifies me before God in my salvation? Now, we do know that according to the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. So Jesus Christ gives us wisdom, Jesus Christ is our righteousness, Jesus Christ is our sanctification, and Jesus Christ is our redemption. So he has these four things. But... What about our justification? Because there are many in the different cults who say that their prophets justify them, their works justify them, their law-keeping justifies them, or Mary justifies you. But what does the Bible actually say? Well, you know, he is one more thing, which is really interesting, because when you take a look at the Bible, the number five is the number of grace. Number five is the number of grace. And we just saw in 1 Corinthians 1.30, he's four things of us. But in Isaiah 53, verse 11, he's a fifth, which is the number of grace. And Jesus is our justification. Yeah, or the Mormons, or they say their magic linen underwear justifies them. That's right. So we take a look at Isaiah chapter 53, verse 11. Now we know Isaiah 53 is all about the Christ Messiah. And it talks about him, it describes him, what he looked like, and what would happen to him, and how he would be uh, led from prison and from judgment, he'd be betrayed and all this, he'd be cut off a land of living, make his grave with the wicked, the rich in his death. And we see in verse 10, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, thou shalt, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, he'll be resurrected. So we do know that Isaiah 53 
which is paralleled with Psalm 22, which describes the Christ Messiah himself, which Jesus verifies this is him in John chapter 4. Now, it's verse 11 in Isaiah 53 that we want. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. So this one that will be betrayed and taken from prison and from judgment and be killed and resurrected will justify many by bearing their iniquities. Do you see that? Isaiah 53, 11. This one, this righteous servant, this one of God, uh, as we see in Philippians 2, 5 to 8, which is God manifested in the flesh, John 1, uh, 1 and 14, the word which is God became flesh and dwelt among us, Titus, the God was manifest in the flesh, Acts 20, 28, God purchased the church with his own blood, 1 John 5, 20, Jesus Christ, the true God and eternal life, and on and on. So we know who this is talking about. But it says here that he is our justification by bearing our iniquities. He justifies us. So how? How does this work? So we take Isaiah 53, talking about how he will do this. By his death and by his resurrection, he will justify us and bear our sins. We don't bear our own sins. We don't atone for ourselves. We also know that as the word of God says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it, for by grace, the unmerited favor of God, that I didn't merit it, I didn't earn it, it's not a reward, I don't deserve it, but he gave it to me anyways because he so loved me. By faith, which is believing trust. By faith, which is believing trust. Faith is not works. Faith is not faithfulness. Faith is believing trust. It says in Hebrews, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So by the unmerited favor of God, you are saved by believing trust. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. Titus 3.5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Galatians 2.16, not by the deeds of the law. So you see, it's not about us. We don't do it. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Jesus Christ is our redemption. Jesus Christ is our sanctification. Jesus Christ is our righteousness. Jesus Christ is our wisdom. And Isaiah 53, 11, Jesus Christ is our justification. Okay, so, so now we want to go over to Romans chapter 4, verse 25. It says, who is delivered for our offenses, i.e. iniquities, as is interpreted, who was delivered for our iniquities and was raised again for our justification. Just like it says in the Old Testament in Isaiah 53, verse 11. That Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins and was raised again for our justification. That we're justified by God by the works of Jesus Christ alone. So then we want to go over to Galatians 3, 10 to 13. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Because what was the law for? The law was given so that we could see our sin, we could see our need, we could see how we need a Savior, and the law shows us our sin. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. So we're not justified by law. We're not justified by works. For that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For 
the just shall live by faith, and that the law is not of faith. Look at what it says in Galatians 3, 10 to 13. The law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So we see the work of Jesus Christ, the purpose of this is to bring us unto him to free us from the curse of the law. Because the law shows us that how we're a sinner and shows us our condemnation. And so therefore we need something to free us from this curse, from this condemnation, to redeem us from this. So we see this is the work of Jesus Christ as John chapter 1 verse 17. John chapter 1 verse 17. For the law was given by Moses, but... Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So the law, as it was given, was to show our sin, and grace came to, to save us from this. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now look at Romans 10, 3-4. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, the works-based salvationists, i.e., and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Christ is the end of the law to everyone that believes, not works, that believes. Christ is the end of the law. So we see the law came to reveal, to reveal sin as our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be Justified by faith, as though says in Galatians 3. But let's look at Romans 5, 1 to 2. Therefore, because Christ came to free us from the condemnation of the law, Romans 5, 1 to 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, for by grace are ye saved through faith. Now, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is believing trust. So by grace, the unmerited favor, are you saved by faith? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So, we're, so our justification... Our justification is by faith in Jesus Christ, not by works. But then people will always throw their holy grail, sacred golden cow, uh, uh, their misuse cherry picking of James chapter 2. Yeah, but faith without works is dead. All right. Okay, we got, uh, this is, let's just take, take a little intermission here and just, just uh, sidestep here, just take a look at something. If James chapter 2 is talking about salvation, then we got a massive, massive problem, contradiction in the Bible. Okay, because Paul, Apostle Paul said Ephesians 2, 8, 9, uh, Titus 3, 5, Galatians 2, 16, and many, many more all throughout Romans and all the rest of it in Galatians and Hebrews that it's faith alone. For by grace I saved through faith, and not of works, not by righteous works, not by works of the law, for salvation. Then we see Apostle James writing, but faith without works is dead. So either Paul is a liar, or James is. Or, we see a salvation for the, for the Gentiles, and a salvation 
for the Jews, two separate forms of salvation. Nope, no, no. See, Galatians 3 says, says it's, uh, that whether you're a Jew or Gentile, bond or free, male or female, we're all one in Christ. Acts chapter 15, well, we shall be saved even as they. We're justified by faith even as they, of Gentiles. So there's only one way, one truth, one life. So no, apostles, uh, Paul's not a liar. James isn't a liar. There aren't two ways of salvation. Okay, so we're only left with one other option. Paul is talking about salvation. James is not. Because Paul says it's not by works, not by righteous works, not by works of law for salvation. James then is talking to Christians who are already saved. And he's talking about, uh, about charity and Christian behavior for the purpose of promotion of the faith, not maintenance of salvation. Not works in any form or way or show for to affect your salvation. To earn, to gain, maintain, to keep or self atone. So, salvation is by grace through faith, by belief alone, not of works. As we see in Romans 5, 1 to 2, justification by faith. And faith is not works. Faith is believing trust. Faith is believing trust. Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 13. As it says, who, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Acts 10.40, through and you believe on his name, your sins forgiven. Ephesians 1.13, when you trust and believe in the gospel, you're indwelt by the Spirit of God. So salvation is by grace through faith, by belief alone. So we also see Titus 3.5-7. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, religiosity, churchianity, all the deeds of the Christians, charity, of all the good things you could do in the name of God doesn't justify you before God. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's the, that's the Spirit of God coming upon you, washing you clean and indwelling you and purging you. As John the Baptist said, he will baptize you with the, Holy, with the Holy Ghost and with fire, as he pointed at Jesus. That's the washing and the cleansing, the purging by the Spirit of God. Look at this. By the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace. All right. For by grace are you saved through faith. So we're justified by the faith of Jesus Christ. We're justified by the grace of Jesus Christ. What is grace? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. That I didn't merit it. I didn't earn it. I, it's not a reward. I don't deserve it. He gave it to me anyways because so loved me. The ultimate sheer mercy love of God. Unmerited mercy love of God. I did nothing to earn it. I didn't build any brownie points, did no good work because I have nothing good in me. I, 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 all, have, all have sinned, all have fallen away, all have come corrupt. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. All of our righteousness is just filthy rags. I don't have one speck of goodness before the Lord. I have nothing to earn his mercy. He just poured it upon me because of his love. That's what that means. That's what grace is. And it says here in Titus 3, 5 to 7, justification by his grace. So we're justified by his faith, we're justified by his grace. Not of works, not by righteous works, not by works of the law. You see that? Because of his work, because why? He said, it's finished. So what makes you think you have to do something in addition to believing? Well, the devils also believe in tremble. That, that's, a, that's a belief of knowledge, not salvation. That they know, in their brains they know, they know what it is, but they don't accept it. 
that, that you can't throw that verse in there to try to refute the faith alone, grace alone argument. The devils also believe, yet yeah, belief of mind. See, there's a belief of mind, there's a belief of heart. But the devils don't believe of heart, they believe of mind because they know, but they hate them. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1, 29-31. That no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who, have made, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. We glory in God. We glory in the Lord. We don't glory in ourselves. We don't, we don't glory in our own works. We don't glory in our own religiosity. This is, this is where the Catholics go wrong. That their glory, their sanctification, their justification is in their religiosity, their churchianity, their Mary worship, their rosaries, and all the rest of it. And in the end, their own self-atonement in purgatory. As it flat out says in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, that, that you will suffer in the fires of purgatory until you're holy enough to enter the bliss of heaven. That by your works, your glory, your righteousness, your abilities, you justify yourself before God. And they say, oh no, we're justified by Christ. That's not what you say in your own, in your own doctrines, in your own writings. But we're to, to glory in the Lord alone, in his work alone, because he did all that is required. As you see in, in Isaiah chapter 53, of what he will do for our sins that were justified by him for what he did for our sins. And we see again, throughout the rest of the word of God, we're justified by his grace, by his faith. To his glory, his honor, not ours. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but ye are washed. But ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So sanctified and justified by Jesus Christ alone. Sanctified and justified in Jesus Christ alone. You see, there it is again. Romans 3, 23-28. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I mean, how, how much more clear do you need it? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. So we have faith in his work of what he did for us is sufficient through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for, for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? Lest any man should boast. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. We can't boast. It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So, if only the works-based salvationists would actually read their Bible for once. They would see multiple times throughout the Word of God, justified by faith, justified by grace, justified by Christ, not of works, not of works, not of righteous works, not by law. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Did God stutter? Seriously. 
As see, justification, sanctification, righteousness, redemption is all by Christ alone and not of us. So how can you interpret what James is saying as being salvationary if it says so many times throughout the rest of the word of God, it's not of us. It's not of us. It's all of him by pure grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, completely by his work of his shed blood, of his death, of his resurrection. He justifies us by his grace, by faith in his work alone. It's what it says. It's what it says without the deeds of the law. Romans 8.30 Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Glorification by Christ alone. Justification by Christ alone. Sanctification by Christ alone. The righteousness of Christ alone. There you go. How? By faith alone. <laughs> Philippians 3.9 And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. By faith alone, in the righteousness of God alone. Acts 20.28, 20, God purchased the church with his own blood. Then we go to Galatians chapter 2, verses 16 to 21. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if... While we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? You know, what, what if we as saints sin? What, if any men sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For, the, for, for I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, for Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. If righteousness came by the law, then, then Christ is dead in vain. Then we go over to Galatians 3, 21 to 29. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. Because the law shows us our sin state, shows us our need, our need, how we have no righteousness of our own, and brings us to Christ so we could be saved by Christ. That's what the law is for, to reveal sin. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster. For you're all found the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many 
of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So according to the word of God alone, using the Bible alone, using scripture alone, not catechism, creed, commentary, or counsel, the word of God flat out says that justification before God, just as if I've never sinned, what justifies me before God, what sanctifies me before God, what redeems me before the Lord, is grace and faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone, in his work alone. Because it is finished. Happy Reformation Day. <laughs>